Morning, Good News Bible Church. Uh, at this time, you may be seated. Um, if you would please uh, turn your Bibles with me today uh, to, well, right now, to Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 14 through 19. If you don't have your Bibles with me, uh, it will be projected in the screen behind me or in the monitors in front of you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 14 through 19. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you, Philippians, yourselves, know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 14 through 19. Hello, um, Good News Bible Church. My name is, my name is, um, eh, my name is um, Edwin Leatherwood. Um, I am currently a senior at, um, in um, Chesick Schools, and I will be teaching you, uh, uh, teaching you about unity in Christ, um, unity in Christ or in churches in Philippians 4, 14 through 19. Let's read. Um, Philippians four, fourteen through nineteen. Um, and still you you did well by sharing with me. Um, and still you did well by sharing with me in my hardships. And you Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel, um, gospel, when I left um, Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. <coughs> um, for even in um, Thessalonica, I, you sent gifts um, for my needs several times, not that I seek the gift, um, but I seek the profit, and that is increasing to your account. Um, but I have received everything in full, and I have, and um, and I have an um, like abundance, and I am fully supplied, having received. 
from Ephroditus what you provided, a fragrant offering and an acceptable sacrifice, a pleasing, um, pleasing to God, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches, lacking glory, lacking Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the students that were gathered here today. And I pray that our actions, words, and emotions will honor here today. I pray this in your name. Amen. Um, have you asked yourself, um, is helping people in your neighborhood worth it? Well, I have a story to tell you. This, this is a story about Paul getting help from the Philippians. He found himself in a lonely place. He didn't get help from any of the Philippians. He didn't get help from any of the churches except the Philippian church. Um, he wanted to help the church grow, um, but no one was there to um, provide um, lack assistance except the Philippian church. The um, Philippian church, um, they understood they were united with Paul. Like, and since the, the, they were united, um, th- that 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 they needed to help uh, him. The um, dictionary defines the word unify, uh, unified as make or become united, uniform or whole. Being unified in Christ is a great thing. Um, because when we are unified in Christ, we... we we give the stuff that we don't need um, to the people that need them. We, we go and we do that extra thing um, for that person. And, and when we are unified in Christ, God will meet our needs. <coughs> when we are unified in Christ, we give. Um, we should... We, we should um, give time to meet the needs of those like around us who need help, or just um, like or just need prayer. Um, we should we we should um, take the time to look around you and be willing um, to um, give yourself over um, um, financially, um, like emotionally and physically. When we see somebody hurting in the church body, um, we would want to help that person out. Um, we would want to pray or do that, um, like or do something, um, yeah, like or do something for, for that type of person. Um, like in, um, like in um, Philippians 4:15, it says, "And you Philippians know that, no, no." Know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. 
As we see in this one verse, Paul set out to Macedonia. It was very hard for the other, for, for the other churches to give stuff, but the only church that gave was the uh, Philippians. The Philippians gave to him when he was in need. Um, Paul being in prison was a big deal for him. Um, Paul did some things in his life um, that he wasn't proud of. Um, like in Rome, um, there was no one in his life. There was no one in his life that helped him out. There was no one. There was no one in his life that um, gave him money so that he can buy toilet paper or like um, stuff like that. Uh, that was called. That was called um, commissary in that time. Um, the Philippians helped out um, physically, um, like emotionally, um, like, like etc. Um, Paul understood that giving is a sacrifice. Um, um, Paul knew that, and Paul, Paul knew that um, giving can be hard, but he was grateful. Um, for, 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 for the kindness of the Philippians. Um, um, yeah. um, like in Philippians 4.18, it says, um, but I have received everything in full and I am um, but I and I have an like abundance. I am fully supplied, having received from Aphrodite what you provided, a fragrant offering, and an acceptable sacrifice, and I'm pleasing to God. <coughs> when we see a need, um, sometimes it takes that act of kindness, and that actually leaving, leaving our house or our, couch, um, or our couches and reaching out physically to that person. We need to go and do that on something for somebody. And as we see um, in the book of Philippians, um, Aphrodite went to Paul and he helped him out. He provided for Paul on and um, he encouraged Paul to, to um, g- get him back on his feet. It's not an easy thing to um, step out and face because um, the unknown is very scary. We have a hard time uh, stepping out when we do not know where he is going to take us or end up. We are beings um, that enjoy comfort. We like um, to enjoy comfort. I can definitely guarantee um, that I enjoy comfort. <laughs> um, so, sometimes God will take us out of our comfort zone, and that can be very scary at some times. Do you know what happens when we step out of our comfort zone? God provides all we need. When we are unified in him and when we give over ourselves over to him, he will meet our needs. 
Unity with Christ is being made whole with him. It's like you are one in Christ. Being unified in a community is like you are a part of that community. Like it is a part of you. You are one with it. When you are one with him, giving sacrificially is not so scary because you know that he will always provide our needs. When, when we are united together, we give to one another, we go to meet each other's needs, and when we do that, God will provide all we need. I think as a community of believers, we are always thinking that if we participate in something, um, that it has to be big or on the grand scale. It's not about uh, thinking big because that can be overwhelming. If everybody did something small, it would affect the community greatly. Let's pray. Hello, um, good news, Baba Church. My name is my name is um, like Edwin Lutherwood, and I will be reading the next the next the next a scripture reading for you today. The next, um, yeah. Um, please open your Bibles with me as I read from First John, uh, chapter two, verse one through eleven. First John, um, chapter two, verse one through eleven. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Um, he is the um, prohibition. Um, for our sins and not um, for our um, for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world and like and by this we we know that we have to come to know him if we have to keep his commandments whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him, but, but whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is um, perfected. By this, we may know that we are in him. Um, whoever says, um, whoever says um, he abides in him, out to walk in the same way in which he walked. First John chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, through 11. Uh, hello. Hello, church. Um, my name is Jasmine Leatherwood, and I'm a sophomore at Intrinsic Schools. And today I'm going to be talking to you about what it means to abide in Christ. Uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day and, and your blessings. I pray that as I speak today, that everyone before me will not see this sermon as my message to them,
but your message, God, and that all the credit belongs to you. I pray that you use me for your will, Lord. In your name, amen. So imagine this. You're sitting down watching TV, and the next thing you know, everything went black. There's darkness everywhere, and there's no sign of light anywhere. How do you feel? You may go through a mix of emotions. You may ask yourself, why the sudden darkness? You might get frustrated because you're constantly bumping into so many different things and you can't seem to find a way out of this darkness. Finally, you realize that all you needed to do was flip the light switch on. This is what a lot of our lives look like. You and I might be living in darkness. We're frustrated, confused, and we're wondering why is it so dark. And all we have to do is flip the light switch on. 1 John chapter 2 is the light switch. 1 John chapter 2 teaches us how the love we have for Christ affects our interaction with one another. If we are not loving the right way, that will be visible in the way we treat each other. The beginning and the end of 1 John chapter 2 shows us the difference between walking in the light and walking in the darkness. If you'll open your Bibles with me to 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, it says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this, we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commandments, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. As we read through 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, he explains that Christ is our advocate, and because of our love for him, we are to keep his commandments and abide in love. However, if, however, John also explains that those of us who claim to love the Lord, yet hate their brother, does not abide in him. In his passage, in this passage, we see the outcome of those who love Christ. In our, in our love for him, he will, we will strive to keep his commandments. Therefore, we will love each other. If you will continue on reading with me, uh, verses 9 through 11, it says, Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. And in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. As we can see throughout this passage, hatred for others is like walking in the dark. Hatred is as blinding as the darkness and can cause us to stumble and bump into so many different things. There's so much frustration and confusion and as you are struggling to find your way out. 
And finally, after all of this, finally you flip the light switch on and light excitingly overwhelms the world around you. Everything becomes so much more clear now and there's no need for stumbling anymore. It is easy for all of us to claim that we love Christ. However, our actions will be the real test of our love. In loving Christ, we will want to keep his commandments. Therefore, we will love one another. This is a cause and effect situation. It is impossible to do one of these things correctly without having the other two things attached. Some of us today may be walking in darkness. And some of you still may be sitting down watching TV without even knowing that you are moments away from being consumed by the darkness. Either way, I am telling you all to flip the light switch. And in doing this, expect some frustration and confusion. Expect to stumble from time to time. Expect to struggle. However, in that time of struggling, we should stand together and support one another. And then when you finally flip the light switch, it is a great victory that is well worth the struggle. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to serve you and share your word. God, as everyone goes out today, I pray that they will walk out, out of here encouraged and eager to serve you. In your name, amen. Um, yeah, if you will remain standing, please open your Bibles to Philippians 3, verses 12 through 14. It says, Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Jesus, Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and, and straining forward, to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You may sit. Hello? Hello? Hey, there we go. Nice. Well, hi. Good morning, Goodness Bible Church. That's so cool. Um, my name is Oscar Guzman. I'm a senior at Ronner College Prep. I've been coming here for nine years. Yeah, and today I will be speaking to you about uh, how to stand strong with God as your endurance through striving for the goal that is set down for us, holding true to what we have attained, and trying to push those who strive to imitate Jesus Christ's life and actions, as Jesus is our standard of a godly man. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be here today. Thank you for just your love, another day of just being able to worship you, being able to just have this time of communication with you. Uh, I just pray that it's not me that speaks, but it's you using me to speak, uh, to show to the congregation, to this community uh, of believers um, or non-believers, uh, just in, in, uh, something about your word. 
Lord, I love you and I thank you. I pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thanks. A pastor named Keith Crow once mentioned that at the top of the, uh, at the foot of one of the Swiss Alps is a marker honoring a man who fell to his death while attempting to climb to the top. The marker gives his name and then this brief epitaph. He died climbing. This should be the epitaph of every Christian. We should be able to say this with confidence as we slip from this world into the next, saying, we died climbing. As we press onward toward the prize of grabbing hold of Christ Jesus and living like him. If you would please turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. And this time it's not going to be in the monitors or in the screen. Um, It says, Not that I have already attained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straying forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In these verses, we see how Paul lets the church of Philippi know and understand that he isn't declaring himself perfect, but he is actually acknowledging that he himself is imperfect. And he still strives for a goal that's set down. Now, you might be wondering, what's, what's that goal? The goal is to be with Christ in Jesus Christ, experiencing the power of his resurrection. At this point, Paul had been beaten, imprisoned, left to die, and shipwrecked. Even after everything that had happened, Paul continued to keep this mindset of, no, I'm not going towards me. I'm going towards God. He's the end goal. The only thing that kept him going was God. And in God, Paul endured. In my own life, uh, one of the things that has kept me enduring is find, uh, finding my strength in God. And by no means am I saying that I am perfect or anything. I'm just, using, I'm just saying that he, I have found strength in him. He has kept me enduring, and he has been my source of endurance. I feel like when I was alone, he was the only one that could talk to because he was always there. That's the goal that Paul has for us. That we, we should all have to know God and mature and grow in him. We read on in verses 15 and 16. It says, Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if, and, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. This is saying that as we mature in God, we are going to press on toward that goal. Our relationship needs to develop with him. If there are those who don't think this way, God will reveal to them. It doesn't say how in this passage, but he will. It shows the same thought in Philippians chapter 1, verses 6-7. through 7, How God says he's going to continue his works. He's going to begin good works in you and will bring completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Showing that in, this is showing that in God we can endure because he will help us grow in him. Now, if we don't do this though, we falter. In the next two verses, he talks about the people 
we're able to look up to and those who we can't. There are those whom God has put in our life to imitate because they strive for the same goal. We read on, verse 17 and onward. Brothers, join in imitating me. Keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of for many of whom I have often told you, and I'll tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame. With mindset on earthly things, but on but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like His glorious body, by the power that enables Him to subject Him even to subject all things to Himself. So in these verses, we start to see that Paul is saying that God has put people in our lives to help us move forward and trying to push this standard through imitating him. Now, this section that says, brothers, join in imitating me. Paul isn't saying, like, oh, look at me, like, imitate me because uh, I am such a great standard. He isn't saying that he's out of pride. He's saying that his example, his role model was Jesus Christ. Therefore, his standard of a godly man was a fair one. And therefore, there wasn't anything actually wrong with that. God has set certain people in all of our lives that show this standard of a godly man or woman should look like. I have had the honor of growing up with so many great examples of both, godly man and a godly woman. Um, They've helped me push forward and endure in God because he is the source of our endurance. Now, when we start to make ourselves the standard... We won't go far at all because when we don't mature in Christ and don't keep our eye on the goal, we'll become more like the world. We'll become self-centered on everything. We focus on the temporary rather than the everlasting. And we'll have a short view of everything instead of a long-term view. We won't see a big picture. When we don't endure, we're not going to love the way we should love. Kind of like how Jasmine was speaking about. When we don't love, we're going to become easily frustrated with our and others' faults. We aren't going to be unified in one body. Kind of like how Edwin was talking about. We will start using the scripture uh, out of context. Kind of like in the beginning of the service. uh, In the skit. How people took scripture out of context. Endurance plays a huge role in our Christian life. Even when there's no one there, God provides a peace beyond all understanding through his word. I ask also that once we finish after this time of worship, that when we go downstairs and fellowship, that we not just go to our regular groups that we normally talk to, but we spread ourselves around into our church and talk. Let's not leave people feeling left out or scared of being isolated, you know? Let us allow people to feel unified in us and continue to work together. Maybe you'll learn something new you never knew before, you know? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this time, being able to worship you, being able to praise you in everything 
in the drama, in the music, in the worship, in the, worship, in the speaking, in everything that you just show yourself. I just pray that uh, moving forward that we could just uh, strive for you. Know that we, if we work together, we can endure through you, God. That we, that we won't falter because as a community, we will grow stronger. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.